and welcome everyone to the 14th episode of The 7%. My name is Jed. And this is Angelo. And this was also the 6th episode of Season 2. Real excited. We are making a lot of headroom here. A lot of headway. Not headroom. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Anyways, today we have the classy and most beloved Caleb Clark with us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, Caleb, uh, when we introduce our guests, we have them say their names again, um, what year you are, what you study, and also what fun fact. Go for it. Sweet. So I am Caleb uh, Clark, and I'm a senior here at UNC, and I'm studying communication studies, specifically it's a very fancy concentration, media and technology studies and production. Mm-hmm. In other words, I get to work with a camera for class, which is fun. And um, what was the last thing? I've already forgotten. Uh, my fun, fun fact. fact. Yeah. Um, so this is cool. So recently I got to be an extra in a film that's coming out I'm assuming later this year um, with Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. So that Whoa. was exciting. Wow, yeah. that is exciting. Yeah. So, are you certain that the scene will be. N- no idea. They probably <laughs> completely cut me out. Mm. And it, was, it was a full day. Well, most it was most of the day and it was it was pretty time intensive a lot of standing and i've probably been completely removed from the movie but it, you know, it was for the experience oh absolutely uh, absolutely I, I was kind of starstruck so it was fun yeah but when we when you are there we'll we'll see you we'll, yeah. we'll applaud you for yeah. sure sure Put yes you out. yes Post you i'll be that blur you I'll, I'll i'll make everyone stop and look at the blur in the background it'll be my face <laughs> yeah <laughs> excellent excellent so um angelo uh, why don't you quickly just recap what we did last week and then we'll jump in today's topic yeah um last week we had jenna mcclear uh love jenna and we talked She's about awesome. yes, we talked about social media um, and what its purpose is, what or when social media can be harmful and helpful to us, um, what our attitude as Christians should be um, towards consuming social media. And we also talked about some interesting questions, uh, thoughts on public relationships on social media, and thoughts on Bible verses as bios. Mm. So, well... I don't know if it'll I don't be- know why you said that because we're gonna cut that out, but that's okay. Okay, maybe not. I think we should keep it, but Loki. All right, we'll see. So today's topic is going to be about toxic masculinity, which is something that Caleb is very passionate about, mm-hmm. and he has um, a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience to say about that. So um, we're just gonna jump right in, defining it. That's what I like to do with um, all these episodes as well. So Caleb, how would you kind of go about defining what toxic masculinity means? Yeah. So I don't. I don't think there's one perfect definition of it but at least to my understanding it's this notion um that it's basically a a narrow-minded view of what it means to be a man and it's the enforcement of that uh that idea upon other men and boys to the Mm. point where they feel constrained uh and that if they don't fit into this definition then they question their own identity and whether or not they they even um are quote a a real man right right um and so it's definitely i've heard it described um in the 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 frame of of being put into a box Mm -hmm. um and feeling like in order to to function as a man in society you have to live within this box and anything outside of the box um is not considered quote normal or um accepted um and uh, it's, I think, a real problem that we have um, not only in uh, society as a whole, but also mm-hmm. in the church. And I don't think that we talk about it enough within the Christian circles. Um, I think society as a whole has progressed enough into the 
point now where, where we are having these conversations. There, there is uh, you know, people who are speaking up about it, mm-hmm. um, and it's really good. But I, I think more Christians should be talking about it because it's 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 a really it's a big problem. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, can we go ahead and like maybe flesh out more about maybe your personal experiences so we can get more concrete ideas of what you're talking about? Yeah, um, I, I would say it's kind of the way that I've gotten to this point is is both based on on my own personal experiences um, and also hearing from the opinions of others and and watching. Uh, if anyone knows me, they know that I will recommend. <laughs> That they watch this documentary that I think is so important for every person, whether you're a man or a woman or any person, um, should watch this. And it's called The Mask You Live In. And um, it came out a couple years ago, documentary. And it did a really, really good job of taking statistics, showing the breakdown in society and tracing it back to what we're telling our young boys and mm. specifically the boys and um just the messaging that comes from their peers that comes from their uh their fathers that comes from uh the media um and how it has caused such an issue whether it's it's a mental health breakdown it's caused um marriage breakdown mm-hmm. and everything in between so that is is something that i always um strongly encourage people to watch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I need to organize a screening of it because yes, I think be excellent. people need to watch it. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not from a Christian perspective, right? Um, but it's so, it just touches on so many good things and it good in, in the way that it's also tragic, but right, right, right. important things. Mm-hmm. And it's such a universal thing that unites us. And I think there's so many things now that, that, drive wedges between us and divide us but this is something that affects everyone regardless of uh you know who you vote for who you pray to mm-hmm. um what you identify as like it affects every especially um boy um and and man but i mean everyone it's not just um relegated to, to one um specific gender so um yeah so i would start with that but then as it goes to my own personal experience I think I have always felt like someone who in many circles never did quite manage to fit into the the box, as mm-hmm. I've said. Um, you know, I, I think one thing, I guess I should probably define what that box is and yeah, what yeah, I yeah, feel like please. that box is. And mm-hmm. I, I think based on what other people have said, based on what I've heard and based on what I feel, I think it's a couple of things. And this is by and large, these are you know, blanket statements, but it's this concept first and foremost that men um, cannot show emotion, that it, mm-hmm. that it, that it equates to weakness, um, that vulnerability is weakness, and that, you know, men cannot cry. They cannot show any type of emotion other than rage, anger, um, lust, or, uh, you know, elation, but only as it relates to um, it seems at least only as it relates to, uh, you know, sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting because you see the whole spectrum of emotions at a sporting game. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of that context, it's like nothing. Um, and yeah. uh, so that's one thing. It's the whole emotion thing. And I think men across the board, uh, I've just felt from a very young age, whether someone actually told that to them directly or whether they just felt it was implied is that boys don't cry, men don't yeah. cry. Um, that... 
you just kind of suck it up and you mm -hmm. just bury it and you move on um, or you don't at least do it in public mm -hmm. and it, it just develops a very very harmful uh, habit of uh, not dealing with things that need to be dealt with and rather pushing them down for them to eventually explode somewhere else and a lot yes. of times that manifests itself in the form of of anger um, mm -hmm. but uh, so that's one piece to it it's this other concept that uh, it's a it's a complete shunning of femininity and it's this concept that if you have anything that is deemed what society says is quote feminine yep. then you're not masculine and I, I think it's just such a flawed thing because first it what does that say about femininity what does that say about women that we view that as such a horrible thing that it, to me is just the opposite of of standing up for women's rights and, and empowerment mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. equality if we're saying it's you know this concept of like oh like you you know you hit like a girl well what are you saying hitting like a girl is then that becomes a slur against women so that's yeah. a whole nother thing and it's this like complete fear and rejection of all aspects of what we say is quote feminine leading us to push towards only what we say is quote masculine right, and right. masculine as defined by societal stereotypes so I'll give another example yeah. it's this concept of um, truly masculine people um, just have a lot of brute strength and they, um, they're just very forceful and they, they don't use words, they use um, actions and they, they're impulsive. Mm -hmm. And it's just this concept of like almost just bestial uh, reversion back to, or I mean, it's like primal in a yeah, way yeah. That, we, we, that men are just like primal uh, in all of their behaviors. Um, and then it's also, there is an aspect of, of athletics. And I also say this with an asterisk because I have many friends um, who are men who love athletics and they love watching it, talking yes. about it, playing it. And I think that's a great thing. But it becomes harmful when there's an expectation that in order to really be accepted that you also need to be doing all mm -hmm. of those things. Um, and it goes both ways though, because for me, it's also remembering that it's okay to be into those things it's okay to be into these quote stereotypical things but the problem is when you force it on on other people even if it's implicitly and yes. um so that's another aspect of of the box and so um all of these fit into my own personal experience and that i i have often felt you know i am a very emotional person i typically cry um if a movie's good, I cry just about every movie I see. Wow. It's usually the test of, of a good movie is if I cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's still something that I think about. I'm like, oh my gosh, my friends are going to see me crying. And then it's like, wait, you're literally, it's, got, it's gotten, it's so ingrained yeah, in us yeah, that we yeah. still feel like we need to like quickly hide the fact that we're crying. Right. That's another thing. Um, I'm an emotional person. I am not coordinated at all and <laughs> i my 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 parents were so great and that they were like let's just let him try everything and then whatever he keeps doing that's fine we're not going to push him so i was i'm very glad that i i didn't have parents that were like my son is going to play football and i'm going to live my dreams through my son that yeah. didn't happen with my dad which i'm thankful for but um that does happen with a lot of parents and a yes. lot of times the children end up resenting their parents for that and then don't actually like the sport they just do it because their parents make them mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I never really was, was good at sports, but I always felt inferior because of that. Uh, yep. And I yep. felt I couldn't, 
relate to other boys because that was what everyone always compared themselves based on like what they were good at in sports mm -hmm. and what they played and what team they were on, what position they played. And I mean, uh, it, it was definitely an isolated thing. And I think that was, I don't know, that was another thing that made me feel just kind of out of place. And it wasn't yep. intentional, I don't think, by anyone. But um it also just, it, yeah, it led me feeling a bit inferior. And uh, for me in high school, I spent most of my time uh, outside of class that was involved in theater. And it was a great thing for me. And I think our theater program was good in that we were made up of, of all people in the spectrum of social, uh, of the social hierarchy. Yeah. It was the quote unquote jocks, which I hate to even go through all of these, but I mean, uh, for better or for worse, <laughs> these stereotypes I still dominate at least yeah, when absolutely. I was in high school. Oh, for sure. You have the athletes, you have the the quote jocks, you have the the, the theater geeks, you have mm -hmm. the um, the reserved, the socially like the the introverts mm -hmm. um, who just come alive on stage. You have um, the academics, and everyone just kind of came together. And you have the popular people and the not so popular people. It was just a level playing field, and that was one thing I really loved about our theater program, and that it really for a, for a moment the walls between us socially all came down and we were just right. all kind of connected and uh that was really great um so i really tried to like make that my quote thing and i think that was also a problem in that when you, you you're just substituting one problem for the other it's like well I, sports is not my thing so theater is my thing and so i'm a theater person and then that's where your identity is and um. that's not right at all because then it's like okay well instead of just saying I'm not going to be a sports guy. I'm going to be a theater. Well, then it's like, okay, well, then you're still putting your definition of who you are into something. And I think that's the very thing that I'm saying is a problem when we put this concept of like men are athletic. Well, that's a behavior. That's not like a personal fundamental thing right, about right, what right. a man is. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of in a way doing similar things and kind of overcompensate. Um, so that was one aspect of it. Um, but yeah, just mainly feeling isolated, feeling um, unable to relate. And um, I don't know, I, I just never really, I was never down with the concept of like the tough guy who like rolls around in the dirt and <laughs> goes to fight. Yeah. And, and um, you know, loves, I don't know, guns and uh, <laughs> fishing and uh, hunting, all that. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. again, yeah. great if you love that, but it felt almost like I wasn't fully a boy if I wasn't into those things. Um, and uh, yeah, again, it was just kind of something that was implied. Um, and and, and I, I, people also have kind of jokingly mentioned these things to me in passing. I mean, I, I have certainly been told jokingly, uh, you know, to be a man. And mm. I think it's one thing this documentary that I was mentioning earlier, which I probably will mention many times before I shut up about it, <laughs> is... So they say they make this point the three most harmful words that a boy can hear is be a man because it's that conditioning of if i'm doing this then i am a man if i'm not doing this uh, then i'm less of a man yeah and yeah. um so that's definitely been told to me um I wouldn't say I, I suffered with a ton of bullying. Um, I was definitely another aspect to it was physically. I was, you know, I was a pretty thin person. I still am. But growing up, it wasn't a big deal until I went on from middle to high school. And then I just felt like 
again, inferior physically because I wasn't measuring up to what other people said mm. uh, a boy or a man should look like. Mm. And there definitely have been, I mean, there's at least one instance in particular where someone outright, like basically made comments about myself and, and it is very hurtful um, yeah. and about my body image. And that's something that I'm still working through to this day um in learning to accept myself but that's another aspect is this concept of of body image that you have to to fit into this again box of mm -hmm. what uh society says is perfect uh, i mean you just look at the magazine covers uh, mm -hmm. look at the the health blogs online and, and go to the gym and you see everyone who's literally trying to to be the same person right um but i think on the flip side of that i also say like it is very important as a Christian to, to take care of your body and um, something that I'm working on and, and, uh, and trying to be um, more active, even if I'm not a coordinated person, mm -hmm. I can still um, exercise and, and go to the gym. But it's important to keep yourself in check uh, that it doesn't become a like comparison game. And that is way easier said than done. But I'm rambling. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, I love it. I, I love feel it. like I've gone on for a while. Another piece I will say before uh, I stop is a couple years ago, I did a photo story for a class. Yes, I wanted, I actually wanted you to mention uh, that. Oh, great, great. Yeah, even if you were going to bring <laughs> yes, it Yes, so yeah. I did a photo story for a class. Um, and it was this, uh, I was inspired by this TED Talk about the, I believe it was called the Man Box. And I, I think this was also what I was referencing earlier, mm -hmm. this visual concept of a man literally being stuck in a box. And I wanted to show that um, in a photo form. So I asked a bunch of different people that I knew, this is sophomore year, um, they want to be a part of it. And I had them get into a literal box or some cardboard structure that looked like they were in a box. Um, and I photographed them and, mm -hmm. and it was not a, it was not a happy uh, photo. It was, it was one of uh, feeling trapped and, and feeling stuck. And I interviewed them and I asked, you know, what have you been told uh, personally in your life as it relates to this topic and what have you been told a man is and and you know what have people told you and um you see a pattern um and i would see over and it's like it's strength um someone said physical prowess mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's you know being emotionless um it's uh, this concept of of i remember one person said and, and i asked them like what their word what word they feel like sums up like what they've been told yeah. and then they would write out what that word is and i put that um on the picture one person said monolithic which i thought was really interesting and that monolithic basically means black and white like binary and this mm. concept of like you're either masculine or feminine and it's not leaving room for this concept of, well, there's, there's definitely an interaction. It's definitely yes. a, a spectrum and mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not just uh, there. Everyone has a little bit of both, uh, in them. Um, so that was, uh, really opening for me and it was almost therapeutic both for me, I think, and for the people I talked to and right. hearing their stories, realizing that it is very pervasive. Um, and this is just a handful of guys that were, you know, I was in school with mm -hmm. but uh we had each of those photos and then we i got them all together uh at the end and i had everyone throw cardboard boxes into the air to kind of visually show that as a group we were rejecting this box that mm -hmm. we have been relegated to by mm -hmm. society and uh i think i thought it was really powerful in getting to share that and um some of their stories it, it was really um it was a cool cool experience for me wow that was great i think um for me, I don't know if I experienced a, 
all of that, I did experience some. And, and something that, like, it's never really affected me in the sense that I've never really explicitly processed through it. But now just hearing your story, I kind of, I was just thinking back that, like, I did have some of those moments, especially when it came to the outdoors thing you mentioned. I think that was huge. Um, just thinking about like, oh, I'm not the type of guy who just who loves to go hiking or who loves to go camping or being in, in nature or whatever or hunting or fishing, like all those things yeah. that you mentioned. And I do see aspects of where even myself, I do view those as perhaps quote unquote more manly attributes that someone is willing to, you know, go do a nitty gritty, tackle the world in that way, or go out into the wild and like forge that world, whatever, blah, 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 you know? And so I do see some of the, those aspects that you're talking about even in my life, even though I don't think overall um, I have been affected, um, maybe again, like consciously affected, but it's up very much so subconsciously uh, within that. Um, I do wanna, uh, um, wait, let me see if Angela wants to say anything. No, I, well, I feel like, well, my memory is really bad. So I, I feel like <laughs> I, I I can't recall like um, any like vivid experiences where I've I guess like directly felt it um, that but I do know that um, subconsciously you know I I've been affected by this and you know that that box that we're talking about um, I do now that you mention it and like now that you've uh, talked about that I feel like I definitely have felt at times like I'm I'm inside that box and like yeah. I'm society or you know friends or other people are are trying to keep you in that box and but not I feel like we do it a lot of what we do is so ingrained in our minds and we don't even realize sometimes that we or I guess my, my point is like we don't if we knew we were doing that uh, and that we were affecting negatively these people or these boys I feel like we wouldn't be as likely to do it, but we just don't realize in that. I think that's part of the problem. Um, we need more awareness, I think. And I don't know if, if I think it's, it's part of the subconscious, right? Um, we It's so part of our culture now mm-hmm. and society uh, to associate s- certain behaviors or things with manliness um, mm-hmm. that I don't know if, it, it's, if it's something um, that or let me ask you this like would mm. um do you think most people that or do you think most people would change the way they um uh, they have this mentality or view if if they were more aware of this that's a good question um i think it's less of 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 a a sudden shift um Mm-hmm. but more of a, a realization and kind of a, a way to be more cognizant of what you're saying to other people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. how the way you view things can affect how other people live and you know, just even the subtle things that you say and do and imply. Um, but I don't think it's it's going to be a, a sudden shift. Um, mm-hmm. I think a mm-hmm. lot of it uh, lies on the parents of kids and I understand that not everyone has parents that are there not everyone has um, parents that necessarily would agree with this so if it's not the parents then it's someone in the kids lives Um, I know in this documentary that I will reference again um, (laughs) it was this teacher 
And he just gathered、mm-hmm. this group of boys and he had them all make these masks and had them. I'm trying to remember how it went, but、um, he used that as an illustration、um, to show、right. that what we hide behind、um, and then to show like, the, the, the significance of being vulnerable. Um, but he was, in a way, kind of like their, their role model,、um, and he wasn't their parent. And so I think we need teachers, are a great example. We need individuals that kids can look up to, not just men, also women.、Mm-hmm. I think it's、yeah. just as much、um, yes, it is, it, this is, we're talking about boys, but it's just as much important for women to be educated and to be on the same page as men. Um, because we both need to come to an agreement as to、um, what we've seen is wrong, what we've contributed to perpetuating.、Um, and it's, it's just kind of a cycle. And、um, with no clear start or end, just、right. one person says something and then that gets perpetuated and then, you know, so on. So、um, basically, to, to circle back to what you were saying, yes and no. <laughs> I think that you can be, the first step is being aware. Yeah. Of the problem. Because、mm-hmm. um, you're not going to fix the problem if you're in denial of the fact that there is one.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a very hard step to get to. And so I say once we get there, then we talk about the next one. But、uh, I think the biggest thing is to get people to, to be aware of, of little things.、Um, yeah. And I think, I think it would go a long way. And like I said, I mean, I'm definitely not, I, I still feel like it's not okay to cry. Yeah. I've, I've tried to, I think I've in a lot of ways gotten over some of that. And like, I literally, I mean, I will cry in a movie. I don't care. But、uh, if I'm like still crying after the movie, then I do feel somewhat embarrassed.、Mm-hmm. And I think we can contribute to that、um, if we make that person like make a big deal out of it or, you know,、yeah. whatever. So there's little things we can do to like encourage and empower people.、Um, That both men and, and women can do. I think it, it, it's a great opportunity for women to also you know, be encouraging to men and say, like, you don't have to be this way. There's another myth、mm-hmm. that men behave this way because that's what women like.、Mm-hmm. And、mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. And I don't think women would think that's true.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would also be interesting to just sit down and talk to women about it and be like, what do you think about this? And they're like, actually, I think this whole concept is ridiculous.、Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put words into their mouth, but I, <laughs> right, I would right, assume right. that well, many women would be like, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily care whether or not the guy plays sports, you know? Yes. So it's this perception, a lot of it does come back to wanting to be attractive to the opposite sex.、Yes. And、um, mm-hmm. that's another issue. And it's、mm-hmm. like, is that, is that how we're structuring our entire way we view masculinity? Because that's also an issue, because it's not just about, you know, romance and sex and, and, and relationship and,、yeah. and all of that. that so that's, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. But、uh, yes. Yes, I love that. So it's a, it's a gradual thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I can't remember what episode we're talking about this. Maybe the body image is very close related. Just the fact that、uh, media and our society at large, Hollywood,、yeah. they, they paint these pictures of what family looks like, what a, what a good work life looks like. And then,、um, of course, not to say the least, that what is masculinity, what is femininity, and do you fit those roles or do you fit, fit those boxes?、Um, and I, I do want to, before we kind of move on to, 
how should so you mentioned like the being aware and like other solutions we might i want to be uh just have one more stop at like being explicit about the negative impacts that might be seen and i i just want to say at least a part of what i think um so you mentioned like the feeling inferior um right being embarrassed about about who you are and like your emotions and what you're feeling um also so that leading leading to mental health things not feeling accepted etc and also the fact that there's no room to even have that aspect of femininity like you said like there's there's just so black and white and i think that's actually and you can speak more on this if you know if you do have more knowledge about this i was wondering if that might even be contributing to a lot of the movement of like sexuality and and the gender fluidity where where men who are actually like they are genuinely men but because they feel like there's some part of them that is not um molding to what they think should be they're in a separate category now that they have to go and prove and, and to make this new identity for themselves because that's not what society thinks a man should be. Um, you yeah. don't have to speak particularly to that, but just in, maybe in general, like yeah. what are some things? Uh, well, I mean, if you even think, I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking about this, and it's we even even when I talk about like femininity and masculinity, I think it goes both ways and that when we think of femininity, we also have a certain set of things yes. that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even Absolutely. now when I'm thinking about like saying how there's a little bit of both in us, yes. But like when we think about that, what do we even mean by that? Like what are we assigning just generic traits to femininity that we're assigning to masculinity? And it's just the opposite problem because I think that also exists. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, some people don't really like to think about it this way, but it does make you wonder like is it all kind of a construct that we've developed mm-hmm. of this like arbitrary i mean think of the color pink i remember reading about this and it wasn't assigned to girls until i believe it was the 20th century huh. um yeah and then it became uh like that was the girl color and blue was the boy color yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. a color Right, right. So it's that same concept. It's like, why? I mean, like, you look at so many different behaviors. It's like for so long, why were women not, like, why wasn't it okay for them to play sports? Like, that mm-hmm. seems completely arbitrary. You're throwing a ball or kicking a ball or whatever. <laughs> it is just a, 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 a an activity. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I would even venture to say, and this could be controversial, there is nothing wrong with a boy who wants to have a doll. Like that is shows they want to have something that they're nurturing and they are just, you know, really trying to explore everything. And I think we are quick to to judge and we're quick to say this means this or this means this. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, so we're letting this this thing that we've constructed Cause then it's like, oh, well, so then a boy can't be, you know, a nurturing figure if they ever do have a, a, right, of a right. child. Like yeah. then it's perpetuating this concept of like, oh, the dad doesn't take care of the children. The mom takes care of mm-hmm. the children. Well, now as a society, I feel like we, we have come to the agreement that that's not true. We have stay at home dads. Um, we have working moms and uh, it doesn't have to be this 1950s uh, structure. So Anyway, as I'm just thinking about this, it is, um, you do wonder, like, even when you, I remember this was one answer that I got when I was interviewing people, and it was like, when I asked them, what do you think it means to be a man? And they're like, 
honestly, this was a really interesting response. They yeah. said, there's not a lot of difference between men and women when it comes to defining exactly what it is. Now, different religions may have a definition um, of what a quote, like, you know, that like spiritual version of a man or a woman is. Sure. Um, but by and large in a society, to be a man or to be a woman, um, we've assigned a lot more to it than we actually realize. Yes. So that's what I would say. And, um, you know, maybe controversial in some circles, but I, I think you have to start having these conversations um, or we're just going to continue to perpetuate the same. And I have to also, you know, I can't just say these things. I also have to actually put these things into practice. And if I ever have mm -hmm. kids, I think it's so important that I am making sure that I'm not pushing my kids to doing something just because this is what I think they should be doing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it could go the same way, the opposite. Say I have kids and I'm not an incredibly athletic person, but say they like that. Well, I'm not going to say, oh, you you don't, you shouldn't do sports because I never did sports. And right. You know, that's also wrong. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm rambling at this point. No, but, I love um, it. That's great. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned earlier, uh, at the very beginning, actually, with like the kind of a topical summary view of yeah. seeing these issues also within the church. Yeah. Um, I want you to speak more of that. And then I kind of want to move on after that to talk about maybe a biblical perspective on that. But let's start with what, what do we see within the church? Yeah, right well, I think the church, as with many big issues, um, it's not immune. And it's especially not immune because I think in many ways, it's almost more toxic for me because mm. a lot of these things are quote biblically supported and they're and, and it also depends on the church that you're at but uh, i think a lot of ways are just kind of perpetuated because it's like oh well this is like what a man is because this is like we're using the bible to support what we're saying mm -hmm. um and anytime i mean the bible can be used to support just about anything if oh, you want yeah. it so that's another thing you have to take a look at but um I think the church has done a poor job of recognizing that manhood is not a narrow, um, it's it's not a narrow thing. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, just look at, I mean, think back to your church the last time they announced they were going to have a men's retreat or a men's conference and how did they promote it? What did they do to talk about it? They probably said something about how mm -hmm. we're going to go camping, we're going to drink beer and we're going to play football or something like true. that or we're gonna yeah. hunt you know and it's like okay great that appeals to the 90 percent of men maybe less maybe more yeah yeah but that doesn't necessarily then it just is like well this is what you do on a men's retreat and this is like is this what you're saying we should be yep. doing is this i mean i don't know it just kind of sends a weird message yep. and i also feel like there is this like weird thing where they're like okay so now we're gonna have our vulnerability time <laughs> with men on yeah. and then it becomes a very weird thing they're like okay so we never talk about this stuff yeah. but we're gonna talk about it now and then we're never gonna talk about it again we go away to the woods so we can do this and then we're <laughs> never gonna do this again and it's like well what if instead the conversation was how can we make a change in our everyday lives rather than being like, we're going to escape for a weekend, get this out of our system, and then go back to whatever we were before we left. So that's a big issue that I have across the board. Um, 
and um, just men's ministry in general. I, I can't speak to women's ministry, um, but I, I personally feel like women's ministry has it more together than men's ministry. I'll say it. Um, I think I they're they're looking, they're actually they're having. I don't know. It just it seems like they have it more together, but that could just be anecdotal. Um, it just seems to be the same. I mean, like yeah, I'll give you another story. I remember I did a. Um, a Bible study and it was I mean it was good and that it was with my dad and it was with other um, kids in, in, in my high school and their dads we watched this video and it was um, it was a whole series and it was called it's like stepping up to manhood or something and literally the entire video anytime we would cut back to the main guy who was talking he was always chopping wood and we'd just be like <laughs> seriously like this is this is what because they were like oh yeah let's think of what we can do for this men's series that'd be visual oh we'll chop wood that'll be good and then it was it would just cut back and forth between all of these different church leaders talking about what it means to be a man and like biblical manhood and like mm -hmm. stepping up and like being the head of the household and having the courage to say what's right and it's like well wait a minute stepping up and like having the courage to of your convictions is a human quality that's not a that's not a man quality. I think women should also have that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Not being passive, I think everyone should practice not being passive. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, this Preach. is, this oh is strange. And then it would alternate between that and the visual of like this guy who was like rock climbing. I'm just like, <laughs> seriously. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna completely go down that trail, but uh, it's just. I, I, I feel like the church has just done a, a poor job of communicating to its men that there's more than one kind of man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, and if we're going to go, and I know this, you're going to talk about this a little bit, but you know, what men could really use is a little bit of humility. And mm -hmm. if we're really going to take something from the Bible, why don't we take the model that Jesus set as being a servant, as being yeah. the one who washes his disciples' feet? as being one who stands up for the marginalized and uses their position of quote, you know, or not quote, but uses their position of privilege um, of what society is deemed as like, you know, especially for, for white males in yeah. society. Why don't you take that and then subvert that and use that as a platform to elevate other people who don't have a voice to stand mm -hmm. up and defend other people um, and, and fight for their rights um, and fight against um, unfair treatment. Um, I think that, to me, would be a complete 180 from what's being mm -hmm. taught now in the church. So I'll Love get off it. my soapbox for a second. Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Caleb is uh, attacking crew men's retreat. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, no, but I will say... Not, I'm not going to name any specifics. This is a pattern that is not just one ministry, one church, one movement, one campus ministry. This is a problem. And maybe mm -hmm. it's the American Christian South. Maybe. maybe it's specifically evangelicalism. I cannot speak to, you know, what it's like within, you know, like the Catholic Church or, or something like that. But it's what I've experienced. Um, and it's not an isolated incident. Mm. Um, so... I did mention that, uh, actually non-jokingly, but semi-jokingly, and I love I love your response. Um, that is something, and to give a quick description for some of our listeners who may not know, but just the fact that, you know, the way they advertise it, exactly what Caleb said, it's like very like, oh, we're going to go caving, we're going to be outdoors, we're going to be in like a great, like, 
log cabin at the top、yeah. of a mountain, and then you're just gonna eat meat all weekend, basically. <laughs> and it's all these like things. And Caleb is really wanted to say something. So、uh, just set the record straight. I I did not I did not go this this year. He did not. That is correct. That's, That's all、okay. I'll say. That's okay. And <laughs> um and one of the things like going back to the personal experiences, like six or seven of us did not. Do the outdoor caving experience because yes, we didn't want to. Didn't escape room. Yeah, and so Angelo and I actually were part of that group that did not want to go, and so we ended up going to the escape room. Grand、so、time!、Fun. I loved it. It was incredible, and but that just all goes back to well, you know, well, why didn't you want to go caving? Like, you know, it's like well, I just don't want. That's just not fun for me. You know, but、yeah. like oh, it was like it's like a quote unquote rite of passage, whatever. And it's、mm. again like perpetuating exactly what Kelly was saying, and I love that.、Um, so as we're kind of like nearing, we're ten last ten fifteen minutes here.、Sure. Um, let's transition now to more of like what we should do in that situation. And I want to start by laying the groundwork of what you think masculinity is.、Mm. We mentioned that earlier, but what is、uh, a right view and. I might prime it by saying, you mentioned things like、uh, being the head of the household or whatever,、mm. and I do see that leadership quality being very present in the Bible.、Mm-hmm. That is very separate from you、mm. know how do you process emotions, how, what is your personality like.、Mm. That that idea of leadership is something that I think transcends that. But I, I was wondering what other、mm. ways would you define、um, what a man should be from a Christian Gosh, perspective. Gosh.、Um... I think that's a good question. I the thing that's that's tricky for me, and I think it's something that I I don't think I fully have the answer to, is really looking at if Jesus is our model. I think he's a model not just for men but for women,、mm. and so I think for all of us, it's humility. I think that just I I think if we get beyond just this masculine and feminine thing, it's Humility and、um, and it, I think specifically if we're talking to men, I would say it's about being humble because of the past of us being told that、mm. we need to be the dominating thing, we need to be the one on top, we need to be the you know whatever、um, the alpha.、Yep. Um, and I think if we have that concept, that Again, is another thing that perpetuates, and so if instead we view, you know, w- what God has given us and what、um, He has entrusted to us in our lives, whatever that is, whatever He has us to be stewards of, that we use that、um, in a way that doesn't point back to us but points back to Him.、Um, and I think using, like I said, using our position、um, in in a posture of humility to.、Um, As Jesus did,、um, defend the marginalized,、yeah. and、um, in a way that's not this like、uh, like I mean Jesus didn't come in with a sword and a shield and、um, you know just fight everyone. Very true. Yes. Yes. He spent time in the outskirts of of the city.、Um, you know he was healing the blind.、Um, he was. Among the company of, of the tax collector,、mm-hmm. um, he was with the prostitute. He was with, you know,、uh, but he was, and all of these things, he was in such a posture of humility. And I mentioned this before, but this whole scene where he he washes the disciples' feet,、yeah. I think, to me, illustrates so well how we are to model 
that in our own lives of putting other people before us rather than feeling like we are entitled to have other people below us. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't fully know where I stand on a lot of different things as it sure. relates to gender and the church and the Bible, and I'm still working that out. Mm-hmm. But I do think a lot of times we've gone so far as to know that we know, like to be like, we know definitively that this is what we do as biblical men. And I think having that assurance and that like absolute uh, mindset mm-hmm can be more harmful. So I think rather than that, looking at Jesus as the one who we are to imitate, both men and women, Mm -hmm. and focus less on what it means to be a quote man and more on what it means to be like Jesus Mm -hmm. is what I would say for people who would ask that. I know that didn't quite answer your question. No, but that's that's kind of where I stand right now. I I think about you, you talking about Jesus and how he lived in his his love and his sacrificial love yeah. like his whole purpose was to come to die for us yeah and we know that paul mentions a lot in in ephesians and elsewhere about that marriage relationship which is not you know entirely related it's somewhat somewhat related to our discussion but the fact that the men are expected to love at a sacrificial level yes so not as someone who is strictly above and just like, like you mentioned, kind of that abuse of power, holding that dominion over others. But how do you use that to empower and to, to bolster other people and support others in that way, in that in that sacrificial way, where your humility is coming in line in a conjunction with your ability, mm. I think. And Angela and I, we were just on um, a retreat this past weekend with Bible Church. Um, I would say definitely a lot less of the uh, manly connotations that mm. we're talking about. And the whole topic actually of the weekend was about um, what the speaker, Dr. Todd Wilson, coined as an integrated Christian. Mm. And he was very, very keen on uh, and emphasized a lot about men's inability to be vulnerable. Yeah. That exactly tied to what you're saying. Society and culture has brought us up in a way where men are not comfortable with being vulnerable. They feel like it's not okay for them to have these things that they're dealing with that they should struggle through any behaviors or any of their brokenness by themselves that they can't show anyone else like what that looks like and it's very destructive Mm. and um angela you can definitely add more of what what your thoughts in terms of like what we learned this weekend but one thing i really took away was when todd was saying how we need we have the desire to know how other people are doing and to be known to really have people feel and like having ourselves feeling felt Mm. that we know that people care about us that even when we expose our quote unquote deepest darkest secrets that there are people who love us and support us and are so 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 ready to come alongside with us and walk with us through that and that is a step that is going to take a long time you know it's a a giant step with a lot of many things in between but i definitely think that's definitely the right direction in terms of trying to reverse to right the ship so to speak yeah and jesus was not afraid to show his emotions no. at all i mean you can look at all of the different examples we could go on just talking about it i mean in one of the most significant uh sentences in the whole bible jesus wept mm-hmm. and uh Jesus, yeah. it's it's important to remember that that he displayed and experienced all of the human emotions and uh I think he showed us that 
that's just a part of being a human. And if we ignore that, if we ignore, especially, you know, in grief, I think everyone processes grief differently, but there is an element of you need to let out the emotion that you have inside because otherwise it could come out in a way that's really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it can play a role in, you know, further problems down the road in a family, in a, in a relationship with another person. Um, that if we let the emotions stay bottled up within us, then it's just not good long term. And it's important that we talk about I agree. it now. Yeah. Angela, anything that? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was going, I wanted to go back to, I don't remember exactly what question you asked, but um, I think it was your, the biblical view of manliness mm-hmm. or yeah. what it means to be a man. And I, I completely agree with you, Caleb, what you said. Um, we may have like different roles mm. as, or different gender roles, right? But uh, overall, we're both, both men and women are supposed to be following that life that Jesus yep. lived. So ultimately, totally. I, there's no, I guess in the practical sense, we should be following Jesus. And I think that, of course, that doesn't talk about personality, right? right? And we will have different personalities. Sure. But ultimately, it doesn't, or the Bible, it's not, it doesn't emphasize what a man should or shouldn't be like in the sense of um, how, um, I guess, in, in what we were talking about, the athleticism and, you know, other things like that. Um, it just says, or emphasizes that we should um, be more like Christ and that's yeah. ultimately what matters mm-hmm. um, yeah. of course in a marriage relationship that uh, looks different um, or mm-hmm. there's there are differences in roles it's a dance mm-hmm. yeah, it mm-hmm. is. yeah. Uh, and it's beautiful but um, also more to what uh, Jed was talking about the men's retreat that we went to um, the speaker was talking about mm, that we as I guess as western Christians um and also as men we suck at interpersonal communion yeah and we are um we we tend to isolate ourselves when we um i guess instead of like going to community and other men we tend to um when we find something wrong with us we tend to not share that and it's exactly what you were saying um and i, I do see that a lot and not just in you know in the church but also here in our ministries and you know i also feel that in in culture overall it's something that that we have adopted i think Mm -hmm. um, from Mm -hmm. society we don't we don't like sharing we don't like being vulnerable or uh seeing as or being seen as inferior or not having everything together um so i think um something he was talking about as as the reason we we're not as comfortable sharing those emotions with other men. No. Um, was that we, we as Westerners have like a distorted view of same-sex relationships, um, yeah. non-romantic same-sex relationships. Um, so, for example, uh, I guess two two men that are very affectionate and loving and spend a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. Over here, we might see that as a bromance. You know, even jokingly, we might call it bromance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, um, even if we're joking, I, th- I think that hurts the, the um, it hurts 
something a relationship that should be encouraged i think yeah. and should be happening more often in, in our churches um and and he was talking about also how in different cultures it's not as prevalent um this idea or this um bromance view um because it's it's more they're more open to the fact that men can be more affectionate more um personal more touchy um whereas here we we see that as weird or you know it's why, why are you two hanging out that much or um you can't hold hands you can't hug you know that's mm. that's more for you know showing love or showing affection for someone yeah. you 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 have feelings for but yeah mm-hmm. i i remember I, I saw on social media i didn't go into the article but i saw a good article <laughs> i should read it but um it was basically <laughs> like why men should tell each other i love you more oh um, huge yeah we mentioned that yeah we don't other than our parents mm-hmm. or relatives or siblings but uh we don't and like you said the physical affection women women do it and yeah. mm-hmm. it's very healthy and i think mm-hmm. they're like i said in a healthier place mm-hmm. men don't and i think it can lead to problems because then we have this wall that we've built around us um and we feel like we'd be viewed as weird if we you know hugged someone or yeah. or you know whatever and i remember one of my mentors said um one thing that he pointed out was john literally rested on jesus's bosom it says hmm. rested on his chest mm-hmm. and um i believe it is john i'm gonna have to double check this afterwards but i'm pretty sure that is correct um and so it just shows there's like that was that's an eastern culture yeah. and it was so normal and it's like where have we fallen from that and that we yeah. like view men in a way um you know we automatically jump to some assumption that oh they must be in a romantic relationship yes. or they're in a bromance or whatever mm-hmm. it's like well i mean they're they're why are you making an assumption about yeah. who they are and who they love when they're literally just being human and express yeah. expressing you know their platonic friendship so i don't know how we take concrete steps to change that other than talking about it more um yeah. i know physical touch is not high on my love languages uh <laughs> list but <laughs> you wonder is it because of me or is it because of what i was conditioned mm. to think yeah, yeah. You because i'm not a very touchy person mm-hmm. but why is that is it is it because of external things i don't know i don't know if it's because of uh, of what society says so um yeah don't worry we're gonna have a hug fest after this, <laughs> this episode is over so uh, hugging um, is important everyone not if weird you're listening, hugging. if there's people around you make sure to give them a hug as well tell them you love them yes but ask a stranger before you hug them yes i will say any that concern that consent is very important and friend <laughs> ask your friend too you shouldn't just give yeah. your friend like everyone should be okay with it okay, okay. <laughs> well thank you again caleb for joining us that was an amazing fruitful discussion yeah this was I fun enjoyed thank that you a lot. Me. um yeah, if you, you wouldn't mind closing us out with our classic intro or outro, outro. outro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening make sure to follow the seven percent podcast on instagram at the underscore the number seven percent give us feedback dm us to be featured on the seventh percent sorry the seven percent and feel free to message with topics and comments stay tuned for the next episode well that was awesome all right thank you caleb thank you and we'll see you all next time thank you all bye